Welcome to the Well Fuel Podcast, your spot for everything gut health, detox, hormones, a healthy home, mold, and everything in between. I'm your host, Isabel Smith. I'm an integrative and functional registered dietitian and the founder of Isabel Smith Nutrition. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited for our first episode of the Well Fuel Podcast. I am Isabel Smith. I am your host. I am a functional and integrative registered dietitian yoga junkie, runner, angel investor, and serial entrepreneur. So this has been a total passion project and thing I have wanted to start forever. So the fact that we are here doing this is really surreal and so exciting. Looking forward on our podcast and what's going to be coming up ahead, we're going to be talking about all the things you want to know in a lot of different realms from, of course, gut health, detox, hormones, mold, and everything in between. But that might touch on a lot of other things that don't aren't included in that sentence. So get ready, buckle up. It's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of great information. But before we dive into other people and uh, invite guests and introduce special co-hosts, etc., I just wanted to hop on here and talk to you guys about who I am, why I'm here, and give you guys some background about me. I think it's important as a show host, as well as a business owner, to be candid, to be as forthright as I'm comfortable being, which is if you guys follow me on social media, you know, we talk about a lot of what some would consider private stuff. Um, That's fun. That's the good stuff. That's the stuff I like to talk about. So nothing's off limits here. We'll try to keep it mostly PG, but I don't know. I can't promise anything. So I started Isabel Smith Nutrition uh, in 2014. I, prior to that, was in a clinical setting uh, for many years and wasn't finding that I was able to really help my clients and patients in ways that were really meaningful um, to help them move forward with where they were and what they were wanting to be doing. I have wanted to do what I'm doing since I was 11. I was inspired by a dietitian who came to my school in New York City to speak about the importance of healing with food when it comes to eating disorders and anorexia, um, as well as other eating disorders, actually. We do see eating disorders in the practice, so, you know, that has actually felt like an important kind of carry forward as that was really my um, initial exposure to a dietitian um, in terms of their experience and understanding how it helped them heal. It's an incredibly important part of the healing process, um, the food pieces. And that was really apparent to me. I just remember sitting on the floor of my fifth grade homeroom and listening to this person talk about her journey, both with her eating disorder and as a dietitian. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is so awesome. I got to do that. So that's really how my journey started. And um, from there, You know, it was kind of my life's journey to find my way into doing what I'm doing now. I have a bachelor's of arts um, in health and exercise sciences. I hold a master's of science in nutrition communications from Tufts. I was trained at Dana-Farber in Boston. I was trained at uh, New York Presbyterian as well. And so my background is heavily clinical, as I mentioned prior to, and I spent a lot of my time in the oncology world. When I started my practice, I really saw everybody from kids to adults. And and honestly, behind the scenes, we do see um, kids, teens, young adults, and through the life life cycle. Um, 
online, of course, you will see that we focus mostly on gut detox hormones, et cetera, which we will talk mostly about here. But behind the scenes, one of the things that I think is most important when it comes to treating our clients and thinking about how to get our clients better is really that deep understanding clinical background that helps me think outside the box. I get a lot of questions on a regular basis about how I think and what I think about and how I think about my clients and getting them better. And so this really is my deep rooted background in clinical. So um, on an everyday basis, we work with clients with all this kind of stuff going on and we really like to think out of the box. And that is so fun for me. Um, this knowledge had actually helped me tremendously through my own experience. And I've shared some of it on social media. Um, and if you're new and you haven't seen that, you can check that out. And I'm about to, you know, spill my guts a little bit here too tell you a little bit about it, because I think it's important as a practitioner to be candid about our own experiences. I think it makes us more able to be empathetic, to listen, to um, be present with our patients and understand what exactly they're going through. So I had been on ADD meds for most of my life, whether I needed it or not, I'm still not sure. Um, but in 2018, I got melanoma and I decided after 20 years of being on ADD meds, and also at the time birth control, that I needed to make some kind of change. Something wasn't right in my body and I just knew it. And, you know, frankly, I think there's this amazing intuition in our beings about knowing that knowledge, something's not right. Something's not right. I could feel it. I could hear it. I could see it, but I didn't know where to start, where to begin. And I think I was too afraid. And there's often a fear, of course, in making changes, especially if we're reliant on something. And I can tell you, I was completely reliant on the ADD meds. I actually never took a day off uh, between the time I was 13 and the time I was, I think, 32. Um, when I did, I felt like trash. And so it really prevented me from getting off of the meds. So I just hung on to them every single day of the week, seven days a week, you name it. I, you know, that's, that was just part of my routine until I got melanoma. I said to myself, something needs to change. So over the course of a year, I titrated off of the ADD meds to find that my brain actually worked really well. My brain was like, you know, fine. By the way, at this point, I was about five years into my practice. So I had already started working in the functional space. I had actually always worked in the functional space, but testing and all this was really becoming more and more and more available. And so thank goodness for my knowledge as I got off of the meds and started to experience what was anaphylaxis. I'd never had anaphylaxis before. I'd had asthma as a kid. I had had some minor allergies, but I'd never experienced that, right? I'd been counseling patients on um, histamine intolerance and allergy and anaphylaxis for a long time and anecdotally knew a lot about it, you know, and, and rather from textbooks and learning and patients, whatever. But it was very different when suddenly I couldn't walk into a room that had a peanut butter jar open because my chest was getting tight. So this began to um, transpire as I began to transition off of the ADD meds. It was really quite frightening. And, and the crazy part the whole time was that my labs were normal. So I was having these crazy body heat experiences, um, night sweats, insomnia, crazy anxiety. And I am not an anxious person by nature, but it's like, you know, definitely became part of the picture. And um, I was really unwell. And, you know, I was showing up on camera, showing up to my clients, just really showing up. And nobody really knew how much I was suffering. I was really afraid 
to share at the time because I was so uncomfortable. I gained 20 pounds overnight. Honestly, I was so inflamed. My lymphatic system was totally frozen. Now we're talking into the pandemic. So, you know, my husband, Paul and I, then boyfriend, we were living in a one bedroom apartment in New York city with the doors taped shut. Um, and you know, when I would leave the apartment, I would feel better. When I would come back to the apartment, I would feel worse. So there was of course a while where none of us really were going outside too much. So I didn't have the experience of leaving and then coming back. But once I did, I was able to really discern that there was something in the apartment that wasn't right. It didn't feel right. And uh, it was one day I will remember that I left for the weekend and I came back to get some stuff and all the doors and windows had been closed. It was the summertime and I walked into the apartment and my face turned purple. And I was like, this is confirmed. There's definitely something in these walls. So at the, at the height of my histamine intolerance as well with, by the way, regular normal labs. So I began to think about, you know, kind of what might be growing in the walls when you leave a location, then you come back and you feel worse. You're like, wow, something is really got to be going on there. Um, again, in a rental apartment in New York city, it can be very difficult to try and discern what the heck's going on, especially because in apartments, you can't see between the walls. You can't see between the floors. You can't see between a lot of the nooks and crannies that would tell us what's going on internally. So um, but I knew something was wrong. So Paul and I decided that we were going to move when our lease became up. And, you know, because what was going on for me was that I was trying all these things. I was getting these detox IVs. I was doing all this stuff that should have helped, but my lymphatic system was absolutely frozen. So nothing was working. I was feeling heavier and more red and was having trouble with my, um, breathing, asthma, um, you know, you guys might have, if you've been following along for a while, seen me with my collapsible bathtub, we didn't have a bathtub in our, in that apartment. And so I bought this, um, blue, basically large human sized bucket and sat in it to try and help my body detoxify, filled it with magnesium, uh, like sulfate, you know, um, Epsom salts. And again, it was like marginally helpful, but I was so inflamed and so backed up that it wasn't really making a difference. And the anxiety got worse and the insomnia got worse. And meanwhile, you know, we're like working like crazy because it was the pandemic and everybody was kind of jumping out of the woodwork needing help. So I was really suffering. So we left that apartment. You know, I had a clear picture that, you know, there had been a mold scenario somewhere along the lines. I did a mold urine test and that came up positive because I discerned that I wasn't going to get this rental agency to do anything about the mold situation because they'd already come and inspected it and said, you know, sorry, there's no mold here. Well, I mean, you know, it's pretty obvious that there was something going on. So I did a mold urine test, which is typically what we use in the practice here now. Um, and I find it a lot easier to actually test the person than testing the space, especially if it's a rental spot and it's more difficult to get that information. And so, um, uh, the test was glaringly positive for sure. And so at this point we were living in somewhere else and I decided that, you know, we needed to, you know, take action. So I actually worked with an allergist at the time and did some antifungal work, which I then ended up continuing on my own after I actually became allergic to the candida meds. Um, but that was really helpful because fungus is a major, major component of a lot of bacterial imbalance in the body, but also mold. So, you know, the mold kind of, you know, grows a fungus and then the fungus grows the mold. And so you have this like terrible feedback loop and it just continues to grow because the gut is like a swamp 
deep, dark, moist, you know, whatever. So, um, the, doing the fungal work began to really help me. My puffiness went down my, uh, I started to lose some weight. It wasn't perfect. My lymphatic system was still pretty frozen, but I, um, definitely started to feel better. I felt like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel because prior to, I was just like stuck. My labs were perfect. You know, nothing showed up particularly interesting. And, you know, there I was feeling like trash with these perfect labs. Um, and so, you know, we started, I started to do the mold work. The anaphylaxis started to go away, actually. Um, I was, you know, now able to start eating all these foods that I wasn't able to, most of them. And, you know, fast forward, I'm now able to eat peanut butter and a lot of these other uh, high mold histamine foods that I couldn't actually even go near. So, uh, did the mold treatment that got me better, ended up getting COVID. I was kind of back at square one, uh, tired, insomnia, sweats, you name it. So I was like, something still isn't right, you know, better, but I'm not perfect. You know, we've been planning our wedding for the whole year during a lot of this. And, you know, that in itself is like kind of a crazy situation. And so, you know, me, I was like the stress, maybe it's the stress, but I, you know, you, again, you know, right. And I think that's one of the things that's so, so important for anybody out there listening. When you know, you know, when you know, something's not right, you know, something's not right. And so I knew, I just knew. So I sought out some help from an amazing Lyme specialist and, uh, she also does mold and COVID. And so I was filling out her intake questionnaires and she, I was filling out the Lyme questionnaire. And I'd never actually thought that I had Lyme disease. And well, you know, until I filled that questionnaire out and it was like a hundred percent positive. So I'm, you know, in the first meeting with her and I'm like, Oh, you know, I think I actually have Lyme. And she looks at me and she goes, Isabel, I think you might have Lyme. Uh, and you know, like a light bulb in my head, I immediately thought about the swollen joints that I had had in 2018 before, um, starting all of this ADD work and was like, oh my goodness, I wrote that off as a something not important, but clearly it was, uh, whether that was, you know, the, the actuality of when I got the tick, not sure. So I'd had many negative, um, acute infectious, you know, panels done with Lyme and tick-borne illness. And this is hallmark to, um, Lyme and, and, and tick-borne, you know, illnesses that they can be negative, um, especially if they're old infections, because the bacteria really ends up like sitting deep in the muscles and the tissues. And so it can be hard to get a positive test. So there's certain testing. One of it's called Igenix is one of them. And you basically provoke the infection and then do the Igenix test. There it was, you know, the suspicion was confirmed. So started on this crazy journey with the Lyme thing. And that's really been where the magic has happened for me. Um, I think I've had low level infection all along. So, you know, why is this important? Why am I sharing this with you? I think it's important, first of all, to the, 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 the memo here is that it's really important for you to listen to your gut. I knew the whole time that something was wrong. Something just wasn't right. And it was the voice inside me. I went to multiple practitioners. I went to so many people. Uh, I really bounced around, which I really wouldn't recommend because I just couldn't find the answer. And I was like dismissed a bit. And I was listened to sometimes, not other times. 
And it just became a scenario in which I knew that um, I needed to keep searching. And the voice inside me, you know, kept me searching. But also, along the way, I learned a lot about a lot of this stuff that we actually now do work on with clients. Uh, we see a lot of clients with mold toxicity. I find that there's not a whole lot of practitioners out there who really know what they're doing. And it's very nuanced, just like the hormone work. I mean, all of it is, but especially the hormones and the, and the mold. And so you really need somebody to know what they're doing. Um, I see a lot of people, we get messages on DMs from people who are like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to start this mold detox process on my own. And I'm like, eek, please don't do that. Um, there can be a lot more damage than good coming out of, you know, the DIY treatment, especially if you don't have a strong knowledge in what you're doing and, and the right support system. I had a village helping me through this. Friends, colleagues, doctors, you know, uh, Reiki healers, energy healers, um, acupuncturists, Chinese. I mean, I had the whole works going because I just knew I needed help. And I think the, the basis of our uh, ability to heal is from our own intuition. And something that we work on with clients a lot is helping them regain their knowledge of their own need to heal and knowledge that they can heal, but also knowing when something in their bodies isn't right. That is the most important thing that we can gain as human beings is the, the awareness and the listening to when something feels like it's not quite right. So fast forward, I'm still working on my Lyme journey. It's been a really interesting one. I think for me, the Babesia, which is a, a co-infection that comes along with Lyme, has been a wilder ride than even the Lyme. And I still have some, you know, some, some ways to go. So uh, it'll come up. I'm, I will ha be happy to share progress and all of that. But, you know, along with my keen interest in helping my clients, and it really is the foundation of what I, we love to do here is help people heal. I have had um, business coaching businesses that I've like launched and not really pursued because my, my passion really is helping our clients to heal and to realize their potential to heal and to connect them with incredible practitioners I've had clients say to me that my Rolodex is the most valuable one out there. And I've worked really hard for that Rolodex because I think one of the things that is often missed in the healing process is um, the fact that we all need a village around us. And that village can look like a lot of different things. It doesn't have to look like one thing or another, but you know, we all need support and we need connection. So that's one thing that we do for our clients here. And that's one thing that I've personally done um, on my own, in my own healing journey. So, um, what do I do besides help clients? Um, I'm actually an angel investor. I love to invest in, um, awesome CPG companies, consumer packaged goods. That is, I'm part of an investing group. I am a serial entrepreneur, so I'm always dreaming up new businesses to start and new fun, creative ideas. So this is a passion project. We were going to actually launch the podcast later on, but I was really wanting to get this rolling. This felt really important and like something I really, really wanted to do. Um, naturally, I spend time with my dogs, who I'm sure at some point will pop up uh, in some kind of capacity in the podcast because I can often keep them quiet if they're tired, but not all the time. Spend time with my husband and friends and my family. So um, on the following podcast, you guys, we're bringing on some awesome guests, um, some uh, special co-hosts. We have a lot of awesome content coming up for you. And I am so excited to be launching the Well Fuel podcast. I would love your feedback. 
I would love you guys to um, let us know what you want to hear. I have some awesome ideas I want to be talking about, you know, your home and what you're wearing and supplements and all the things you have questions about. Um, so we'd love your feedback because I want to give you guys content that you want to hear. So stay tuned for, for what's coming next. And I am so excited to be on this journey. See you guys soon. As always, thanks guys for listening to the Wellfuel podcast. You can catch more information on social media, follow Isabel Smith Nutrition, and of course also the Wellfuel podcast. For information about how we work, what we're doing, and for all the content we have on our website, go to isabelsmithnutrition.com or you can go to link in bio in Isabel Smith Nutrition and get all the info there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned for next week's great episode.